0: Hello, and welcome to Time Between Times Storytelling, with me, Owen Staten. Dioch Vauram grando. Thank you ever so much for listening. I appreciate your company, and I hope you appreciate mine. In this episode, we will talk of another heartbreaking tale. A tale to send a shiver down your spine a tale to make your hair stand on end, a tale of a curse, a tale of a wedding. But before we get there, let us talk about the time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. For that is why we are here. This is the time we can leave behind all the trappings, all the cares, all the worries, all the strifes of this world, and sit back and relax and enjoy a tale told in a traditional way. A tale told at the time between times. Outside, as I record this, the sun is scorching down upon me. But in my mind, I am at the time when the sun has gone and the sky is grey, but it is neither night nor day. In my mind, I sit around the fireplace, looking at each and every one of you and enjoying your company. The dying embers of the fire splutter and splat. Far away, I can hear the howl of wolves. I can hear the growl of bears, but I know I am safe, right here at the time between times. The time when tales are told. The time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin. The time when out of the corner of your eye you might see the spirit of someone who has long passed. The time when at the corner of your vision you may see a person or the the tell with take. The time when you see lights in the sky The time of stories, whether they be happy or sad, now is where we tell them. So close your eyes if you can, relax if you can, and listen to the tale. In the north of Wales there is a place called Nantgurthain, Vortigern's Stream. These days it is used as a Welsh language centre and a place of learning, but it is a place that has a great history. A place that has many stories attached to it. In the hills around there, Ellis Vach used to run races, but that is a tale for another day. The tale, I will tell you, starts at the time of Henry VIII, when the abbeys were being demolished, when the monasteries were being sold, when Henry broke from Rome for a love of a woman, and Cromwell's men marched from town to town, closing the monasteries and taking all their gold and all their treasure. And not far from fine there was one of those very monasteries. And at that time, when the soldiers came from London and marched up the path, their armour and their shields clanking in the sun, they came to the monastery and they dragged out the monks and they took all the treasures. And as they did this... One of the monks turned to them, and with his dying breath, as he was dragged down the path, he called out a curse that echoed through the ages. No children will ever be born in Nant-Gurthain. This generation will be the last, is what he said. Such was the venom in his words that the soldier struck him through the heart with his sword and the monk was left to die in the path, his corpse rotting in the midsummer sun. But what he said had a ring of truth. What he said had some semblance of a story told full of truth and venom. For no children were born in Nancurthain, for many a year, and many people moved away, fearing the curse upon the village. But there within the village there was joy as well as sadness, as two young lovers, one called Rhys, one called Meinir, would walk the streets and make their way down to the beach, hand in hand, knowing that their future lay in front of them. The ruins of the monastery were far away and the deeds of that day were almost forgotten as Rhys and Mynir used to revel in each other's company and loved every moment that they spent together. Above the village on a clifftop, overlooking the sea, there was an old oak, as old and cragged as a hooked claw. It, there it looked over the raging waves like a hand rising from the cliff face. And Reese and Miner would walk the winding path to the oak and sit under the tree as the sun started to set in the west and declare their love for each other. And one day, Rhys asked Mynir to meet him by the tree and as she walked up the winding path he looked down and saw his love coming towards him her blonde hair radiant in the sun the flowers that she held in front of her and her long flowing gown the most beautiful thing he had ever seen he took out his knife and carved into the oak Rhys loves Mynir and as she approached he got down on one knee And out from his pocket he pulled an old tin ring, for that was all that he could afford, and asked Mynir to marry him. Of course, with tears in her eyes, she said yes, yes she would. And then he stood aside and revealed the carving on the side of the oak, and her tears of joy turned to tears of anger and sadness. Why have you done that? You know there is a curse. Why have you done that? People will... We are not married yet and you have declared our love. Be quiet, my love. For now we will marry. For now we will always be together. There is no curse, just an old tale that people tell. We shall be married. Our future will be bright. Our children will walk these hills just as we have. Fear not, fear nothing. The days and the weeks passed until the long-awaited time of the wedding arrived. There in the old chapel in Nankorthein, Bunting was hung up. It was there that all the village gathered to see the wedding of Rhys and Meinir. Now it was tradition at that time that the bride would run and hide, and the groom and his groomsmen would seek her high and low around the village and then bring her to the capel where the first kiss would be had. As Meinir, looking beautiful in her wedding gown, looking as gorgeous as the dawn after a dark night, blew a kiss to Rhys and ran down the village streets, her bare feet clattering on the cobbles, Reese covered his eyes and counted to a hundred slowly and slowly then he opened them and gathering his groomsmen they each drunk a pint of ale and then another and then decided to seek out the bride and bring her back to the chapel where the wedding ceremony would be done. The sun grew high in the sky The guests grew impatient as Rees and his groomsmen searched all the streets in the town. They ran down to the beach. They ran up to the cliff. They covered the fields. They covered the streets. They looked around the back of every house but could not find any sign of Mynir. They looked and looked as the sun grew old and the laughter in their voices grew to concern and sadness as they still could not find her. They carried on searching and searching until the sun started to set and the time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey came upon us. At this time the groomsmen started to wander away, each of them thinking that Mynir must have had second thoughts, each of them thinking that Mynir had abandoned Reese, and maybe our love was not as true as they had first thought. Night fell like a shroud. The moon hung in the sky, its only light, as Reese wandered the streets, wandered the fields, wandered the forests. Days turned to weeks. Weeks turned to months. Months turned to years. And everyone in the village looked at Reese who wandered the streets, his hair and beard long, his wedding clothes hanging off him, his boots rotten away, still calling, Mynir, Mynir, where are you, Mynir? Everyone felt sorry for him. They would give him food that he would barely eat, they would give him drink he would barely sip, and still he wandered around. At some point... A small hound started to follow him. As thin and as ghastly looking as its master, it walked with him every step of the way, until five years almost to the day of the ill-fated wedding that never was. Reese made his way up to the tree once more. The skies were growing grey. There was rain in the air. As he ran his fingers up and down the tree, the carving he had once carved with his knife the tree was old as old as the hills and hollow and dark but it had been there since the dawn of time and everyone knew when they travelled that Nant was not far away Rhys sat down placed his back against the trunk and wept and wept as he had done every night since then. Just as the sun became dark, lightning came in the sky, first thunder far away, sounding like drums in the distance, but coming closer and closer, and then lightning that lit up the sky like it was day. And just as the church bells struck twelve, a huge bolt of lightning shot from the sky and hit the tree with a bang that felt like the ending of the earth. Re staggered away as the tree smouldered and he turned around and could see that it had been torn in two by the lightning bolt and the hollow cavern within had been revealed. And there, inside the tree, stuck was Mynir, now but a skeleton, still wearing her wedding dress with dead flowers in her hair. Her bones collapsed to the ground as Rhys stepped forward and realisation hit him that Mynir, all those years ago on the day of their wedding, had climbed into the old hollow oak in order to be found by her love. But she had become stuck. As the days passed, she had slowly perished within the bough. And here she still was. And only when the tree was cast asunder by the lightning was she revealed. Rhys ran to the cliff face and jumped into the sea to his doom. And the hound sat overlooking the ocean, crying and howling to the sky. For hundreds of years, the tree, or the remains of the tree, stood on the cliff face overlooking the ocean. The carving, Rhys loves barely visible. For hundreds of years, people told the tale of Risa Meinir and how they were lost in Nantgord last victims of its curse. But people from miles around would gather and go to the place where they met, to glare at the tree, place flowers at the bottom and see where Mynir met her doom. And that, my friends, is the dark, stormy and doomed tale of the curse of Nantgurthine, and the doomed love of Rees and Mynir. A dark tale indeed for a dark time, but one of true wonder, of the folklore of Wales. A tale so dark it makes us think, but a tale so dark as to perhaps just raise our spirits that these scary tales that make our spines tingle, that make the hair stand on our heads. For that is the fun of these ghostly tales. And it is said that even now, at Nancurthain, at the time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, if you look up on the cliff face, sometimes a lone figure is seen wandering back and forth and crying out for the love of his life, as Rees still searches for Mynil from the other world. (sighs) A famous tale indeed, and one of my favourites, my friends, and I hope you enjoyed it here, wherever you are, whenever you are. My name is Owen Staten. This is time-between-times storytelling, and now is that time where I must thank you, for all the many of you from all over the world who have subscribed or liked or started to follow this podcast. To me, that has meant the world, that I am just not talking to myself, that I am actually talking to people who enjoy these tales and are taking the time to listen. You can get hold of me. I am on Twitter. It is Owen S. Griffiths. Or if you type in Owen Staten, you will find me. You can email me, owenstaten at aol.com. I try to respond to all the emails I get and any requests for tales that you wish to hear or just how a tale made you feel or how a story raised your spirits or made you think about times past or the magical world or the veil between our world and the fairy world. I enjoy your company. I enjoy that you listen to these tales and I hope that you join me again for another episode of Time Between Times Storytelling where once again the veil between our world and the fairy world will grow wafer, wafer thin. But until that time, please stay safe. Please stay kind. Please remember that you are never alone. That there are people out there who will listen. There are friends willing to speak. There is kindness all around. Be kind, my friends. If we can be anything, be kind. Diochenvauer from listening. Diochenvauer am grando. Thank you ever so much for your company. Take care. Goodbye. No star.